722 on a uh, Tuesday morning. Joining us now in our studios, Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Well, good morning, Jeff. Great Thanks. to see you this morning. Thanks for coming in, and uh, no bad weather yet. Yeah, Maybe on like, the way, but it looks like we're going to dodge yeah, the worst of it. It looks like we're going to, the Weather Service told us this morning, and you know, it looks like we're going to be a little, and I'm sure Bob just reinforced this, that mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking more slushy, and you know, of course, we're on that temperature line, so we've been watching it, and we'll continue to watch the temperature. It stays up in that, you know, 33, 34, 35 range, uh, and we avoid freezing rain. We should be in fairly good shape here. I think I might have a future as a meteorologist, <laughs> public <Maybe>. health official, <laughs> meteorologist. So there you go. Let's get into uh, last night. The school board met, and you met uh, without uh, one of the school board members. Uh, Noel Stratmon is uh, was not able to attend tonight, and we wish him the best. Yes, you know. So Noel Stratmon uh, did submit what's called a temporary resignation uh, late last week. And uh, there's a part of statute uh, that allows a school board member to temporarily resign their position if they can reasonably foresee that they won't be able to complete their duties for the next 90 days uh, due to health reasons. And that is uh, where Noel is at. Um, you know, Noel is a fixture in this community. Uh, he was first elected to the school board in 1982. Uh, he has, uh, if you think about it, he has influenced the public education system here in Northfield during five different decades. And uh, he's one of the most altruistic people you will ever meet, right? He cares so much about this community. He cares so much about our students and their future and making this, you know, an outstanding place uh, to grow up and to potentially come back, you know, and live and work. And so uh, Noel's got some health issues he's dealing with right now, so he did submit that temporary resignation. So what that allows the board to do is the board uh, can appoint someone to take Noel's seat while he is unable to complete his duties. Uh, When Noel feels better and is able to come back to complete his duties, he submits a second letter. The board takes another resolution, and they uh, he comes back to the board on his seat. So uh, I just I invite everyone in the community just you know to please hold Noel in your heart. Uh, You know he's one of our best and uh, and just an awesome member of our community, and we just wish him well as he recovers uh, from his illness. And uh, um, we look forward to seeing him back on the board uh, yet during uh, the rest of his two year term. Uh, in the interim, you know, we do need to uh, appoint a replacement. It's important to have a seven-member board. Uh, so later today, I'll be sending out uh, something to our families. I'll be sharing it uh, with Rich uh, so that it can be posted on the KYMN website. Of course, on our website, uh, Northfield News will have it. And, uh, you know, any district resident uh, who is interested in potentially serving uh, in that temporary seat is going to be asked to complete an interest form. That interest form should be, again, again available later today. Um, through January 3rd uh, at 4 p.m. Then what will happen is uh, the board will take a look at those uh, interest forms and uh, at its January 9th meeting, it will go through a nomination process and appointing uh, a member to serve in Noel's seat until uh, he can return. And so there's, there's some more technical details I can share at a later date, uh, Jeff, about the actual you know board technical process that they will use at the meeting to nominate and appoint uh, but for right now, what I just hope is that you know people will hold you know Noel and his family in their hearts as he recovers. We look forward to Noel returning uh, to the board when he is able. And in the interim, if people are interested in serving in that role, uh, we have some information. We will have some information later today on our website and on your website as well that that people can use to uh, complete an interest form. There'll also be a link to a resource from the Minnesota School Boards Association. That's a guide that they give to people who are interested 
in running for school board in an election. So while this is a slightly different circumstance, a chunk of that uh, document is really applicable just for people who might be interested in temporarily serving on the school board just to see the roles and responsibilities of governance that the board has. So um, we will take that action in January, and uh, that person will hold no seat until such time that he is able to return. Let's move into the uh, tax levy. Of course, it's the end of the year for for tax purposes, not the end of the school year, but for tax purposes, you have to approve that levy. And it's... um, Quite a bit different. You have a, you have, you are regulated in ways that some of our other uh, the government bodies are not regulated. So, uh, what did they come up with, and what did they pass? So you're right, Jeff. Uh, school finance, as we've talked about many, many times, is highly regulated in Minnesota. Um, so uh, the board did uh, certify the final tax levy at a 5.63 percent increase. That's exactly the same uh, as the proposed or the preliminary levy that was uh, brought forward in September. Now, as you know, we uh, usually are up or down a percent or a percent and a half. Last year, our levy was down 1.5%. It's important to remember that the we levy a flat dollar amount, and we just indicate how much more is the levy this year than it was last year. So uh, a 5.63% increase to our levy doesn't necessarily mean that that is a 5.63% increase to people's school taxes. That depends on your valuation and a whole bunch of other stuff that that you have talked with many of my colleagues from other governmental agencies about. And so um, that 5.63% increase uh, is really related, the bulk of it is related to the inflationary factor that is uh, added to our voter-approved operating levy. So when the voters approved the operating levy in 2017, they approved it for 10 years and they approved it with an inflationary factor. So while inflation has not been good for lots of things, this is one of those cases because they do add an inflationary factor to our voter approved operating levy. We got some additional funding uh, this year from that. Um, we are still down uh, students compared to what we uh, in, in declining enrollment, as we've talked about, our enrollment's a little bit better than what we projected, about 42 students more than originally projected, but we are still in declining enrollment. So uh, while that extra funding, uh, you know, the additional funding that we received as a result of that inflationary factor is very helpful. Uh, it's important to understand that our voter, our, our levy, our, our, our levy that was uh, certified last night, there's really only two parts to it. Unlike other governmental agencies, the board has actually quite little discretion on how much the levy is because there's two parts of it. There's state-approved levy, and then the bulk of what we have is the uh, significant portion is the voter-approved levy. So other, uh, unlike other governmental bodies, um, we either get permission to levy from the state or we get permission from the voters. And so a 5.63% uh, increase is um, it's one of the higher ones we've had in the last couple of years because of that inflationary factor. Also, I want to just share while we're talking about budget that um, we also did a budget revision. Uh, we are projecting to end the year with a little bit less fund balance than we had originally projected. We originally projected a little bit more than 14%. Uh, we'll be down about 12.9% or so at the end of this year. Big factor there is something we've talked about before, which was the additional investment that the district made uh, in our health insurance program to keep those premiums affordable for uh, our employees. And then finally, uh, Many school district audits are running a little bit late this year due to a lot of the federal funding uh, that was a result of the COVID relief process, the uh, ESSER funding. And so uh, we will actually have to have a special board meeting on December 22nd at 515 to hear our audit results and for the board to accept the audit results. The preliminary results are 
very good. It's, it is just a matter of timing and some additional federal programs that needed to be tested. And I'd love to come in and talk about it because I think the audit is just another great story of how awesome our uh, finance team is with as, as much uh, federal funds that were in and out uh, with all of the regulations of that uh, to hear the audit report that we anticipate hearing on December 22nd is really a testament to the great processes and systems that we have in place to make sure that we're using those funds appropriately. All right. You have an open invitation. We'll put yes, you down for the 23rd. You got it. <laughs> All right. Superintendent Matt Hillman is uh, with us, and we're talking uh, about uh, last night's school board meeting. You you have talked and, and looked into uh, high school facilities for, for quite some time, and I understand you took a vote on that last night. Uh, tell us about it. Yes. Yeah, so as, as many people in the uh, community know, we have some needs, some facility improvement needs at Northfield High School. And so uh, we did bring forth a recommendation uh, to the board. Based on over a year's worth of research and and talking with the community, a task force, uh, a voter survey that we did, and we brought forward uh, a um, a proposal that was going to be around between seventy seven and eighty total million dollars, and the the, the uh, vote tied three three. So when a vote ties uh, on a school board, it does not pass because it needs to uh, achieve a majority of the present board members in order to pass. So. Uh, a three-three tie, so the proposal does not pass. So at this point, uh, we don't have a plan to bring anything to voters, and this is a dilemma. And I think people who are listening should be incredibly proud of how uh, committed and dedicated your school board members are. Uh, we hear a lot about governmental agencies who just, you know, can't talk civilly. They can't have a conversation on the issues and the ideas. Uh, it becomes more rhetoric. And our board is totally around issues. It was. It, it's really just a wonderful thing to see an elected board uh, speak, you know, so civilly and so thoughtfully about a dilemma. Um, when I talk with people in the community, I know that there's a variety of perspectives. We have a segment of our community that uh, just doesn't feel that the current building matches the kind of education that we would like for our students, and they feel that starting over uh, would be the best approach. We have another group in our community who feels that the building is structurally sound and that it's been you know paid for many times over so reinvesting in some of those systems you know is the way to go there's also a group of folks who just you know taxes are tough for them right now and they wouldn't be interested in any kind of a bond referendum coming forward so i think our board is probably right about where the community is they're they're elected representatives of the community and it is a dilemma you know we do have some significant uh, needs for improvement at Northfield High School in a variety of different ways. We've talked about these many times before, Jeff. Um, you know we do have some systems that are you know as as we we somewhat joke that our buildings and grounds director Cole Nelson isn't losing sleep at night right now about some of the original systems at Northfield High School, but in about a year he probably will start losing some sleep. You know, as a building gets older and as those interior systems, those those internal systems, the things that are behind the walls, the things that you don't see but certainly are very important to the building, as those age, sourcing those parts becomes much more difficult. We've been very fortunate at this point uh, to be able to do that through a variety of creative ways from our buildings and grounds department. Uh, in some cases, driving to places like Alexandria to pick up a part, uh, fabricating some on our own, you know, when we're able to do so. Um, so we do have some needs, you know, some actual operation and infrastructure needs. And then we also know, um, you know, that uh, the high school was uh, built at a time before we put a person on a moon, the moon. And if you heard yesterday, uh, scientists at the Livermore Laboratory in New Mexico are preparing to announce a, a significant breakthrough in nuclear fusion that could be an unending uh, supply of clean energy. And so we have a building built before the moon landing 
that is supporting a group of students who will take the handoff on that research about uh, an unending source of clean energy, um, and they're doing so in a building that's 60 years old. So that's the range of different things that we're looking at. So we will regroup. Uh, we'll continue to listen, and we will, as always, Jeff, say what's next and continue to serve the community to the best of our ability. Yeah, and that's, uh, I guess, my next question lead-in would be, what is next? You've been working on this for a year. Is that is everything just scrapped at this point? Do you take that uh, plan, retool it maybe a little bit, uh, integrate some other ideas into it, and give it back to the, uh, to the school board? What direction are you going? Yeah, Jeff, I think all of those things are there. I think, you know, the, the, the issues that we heard last night were really around that the current proposal maybe didn't address enough of the needs, um, but we were really at the top of the tax uh, tolerance that our voter survey shared that uh, we could probably win support for. Uh, we also have some some honest-to-goodness questions about what's the timing of an election. Uh, in Minnesota, schools are allowed to run special elections on five different days uh, during a year, um, but we also know that uh, we, we prefer to go in an even year in November when there's either a midterm or a presidential election. So we try to go on those dates as often as we can, but the high school was in such a situation in terms of where we can see a sense of urgency that we felt we needed to do something a little bit earlier than that. So there's a number of those things, Jeff, that we'll weigh and measure. And of course we'll come back. We, we, we are good stewards of the resources that are entrusted to us, fiscal, human, and building. And in this case, uh, you know, we're, we are going to just go back at it and say, OK, what's the next approach that we think is something that, you know, the elected representatives of the community can support to bring to the voters? We don't just get to make this decision on our own. Right. We bring it to the voters and the voters weigh in. So we are always looking at trying to bring uh, the right proposal to voters that they can support so that they know that we're listening to them. We're also trying to make sure that we're able to get uh, the kind of facilities improvements that we need to uh enhance or improve our operating budget. Anytime you invest in a bond, you're hoping to see some operational savings. And then, of course, the learning environment for our students is also incredibly important. That can be achieved in a variety of different ways. Now, you just, uh, the voters just approved another levy this uh, Capital Projects month. levy, yep. The Capital Projects, is that going to be enough in the short term? Is there anything that school uh, would would have to have before being able to open up for another school year. Uh, is there anything urgent in, that, that can't be handled by that capital levy? You know, there are some urgent things that are smaller that we can handle within the capital levy, but our projection for zero to two years over the next two years is about $17 million worth of maintenance, and it's just because of the age of the building. Uh, so this is why our regular, even with the expanded capital projects levy, it's, it's not a situation where a lot of the systems are a la carte. So I can't, in, in most cases, we can't say, well, we'll do this part of the building with this system, but we'll leave this other part. It's, it doesn't work that way. As anybody understands, we're talking about a system for heating and cooling and things like that that work together. There are some things that we might be able to do with our, our capital projects levy and our operating capital funding. However, we, got, we do have a number of bigger things that uh, in order to really do them effectively and to be the best stewards for the community, they need to have a little bit larger of an infusion of dollars through a bonding process. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Superintendent Hillman, is there anything else that you'd like to mention while we have you here? Jeff, I just really appreciate, again, appreciate the partnership that we have with KYMN. appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share with the community all of the stuff that's going on at the school. We appreciate the partnership with KYMN and NorthfieldLive.com. 
you know, to continue to bring great uh, programming to uh, folks in Northfield and beyond, uh, showcasing our students and their talent. So we're just so privileged to have you and your team in the community helping everyone be informed. Well, thank you. Thank you. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYM.